If you have your Bibles today, you can go to John chapter 12. Last week I preached on Lazarus and the stones that had to be removed in your, in your life. If I could, Dalton, if you could pass, if you could help pass, I want to make sure everyone gets one of these while I'm talking. Just give them just one of them, just a grain, just a grain. So last week we talked about the stones and, and Jesus saying, this is for my glory. He answered everything in the beginning of John chapter 12 when he said it's not the sickness the sickness word means that wasn't gonna die in the Greek he answered everything that this was gonna be for his glory everything that happens in the earth and everything that happens within us that's what it's supposed to do it's supposed to bring God glory we're supposed to live a life that brings him glory we're supposed to when he heals or does anything in our life meets a need it's supposed to bring him glory that's what we're here for. We were created to worship him and to bring him glory and to speak his name and to speak his works and what he's done in our life. Well, after Lazarus comes forth out of the grave, we pick up in John chapter 12, verse number 23. And it says in John chapter 12, verse 23, But Jesus answered them, saying, The hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Most assuredly, I say it to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain or much fruit. He who loves his life will lose it. And he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. I'm going to read verse 26 through it. If anyone serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, him my father will honor. My main scripture, main text I want to focus on is verse number 24. Where it says, Most surely I say unto you, lest a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much fruit or much grain. What we want is a life that is what self wants. That's what we want. We want God's reign while standing under the umbrella of the influence of the world. We want God's glory, but we also want the approval of man. We want God's presence while holding on to the presence of the world. We want God's direction while listening to the flesh. We want God's direction while sitting in the passenger seat, letting the world drive all of our emotions. We want the will of God while holding on to the will. Because the flesh wants to be in control. And we're afraid of what it will cost us because we don't want to give up the stuff the flesh likes. We want God to speak, but we don't want to hear because he speaks with correction. We want to move, but we don't want to move. We want the promise, but we still want to live in Egypt. 
We want God, but not the life of God. We want Jesus and all the, the promises, but we don't want to live the life that requires that of us. We want to be like him while not like him. Like at a high school dance, the Lord put in my spirit. And it, anybody who's been to I know all those older people. Back when they had dances in the gymnasium. I reckon they still have some of them. But like a high school dance, we go into a dance and we go there and we're out there with our friends dancing and having a good time. But really there's somebody in the corner that catches our eyes. That we would really love to go and ask, hey, will you dance with me? Hey, will you come with me? But we do not do that because of the embarrassment it will cost us. We don't want our friends to see the certain person over there. We don't want to be mocked or ridiculed, even though you look and y'all make eye contact. And to you, it's the most beautiful person you have ever seen sitting over there in the corner at a dance. And again, you get back and you're involved with your friends and ever so often you look around and you make eye contact with him or with her. And you're thinking to yourself, man, I would love to go over there and ask for a dance. But your selfishness will not allow it because the cost it's going to make of you because this person that's sitting over there is ridiculed by everybody else in the school. They are talked about this person. They are laughed about this person. They make jokes about this person even though it's not the person's fault but it's what the person stands for. The person actually looks good and has good demeanor and good qualities about them but the person don't go along with what the in crowd or the friends go along with so you're sitting there and won't go ask for permission because you're worried about what it will cost you. The laughter your friends will make. The mockery of you they'll make. You will be the talk of the school if you go and ask for this dance. But what you do not realize is one dance with this person will change your life. It will be a dance that you have never experienced before in your life and a life of, of that point forward of change and going for the betterment of your life. But because of self, you will not allow yourself to even walk over and ask because of what everybody else is going to say about you. You don't want to live under the self-shame of the person that made the commitment. You don't want to live under the self-shame on yourself to walk to school the next day or walk into your jobs the next day knowing that every time you go by somebody, you are the talk of them and they're talking behind your back. So you just stay out on the dance floor and you dance away with the world because your self does not want to die. And in here, in John chapter 12, Lazarus had just come from the grave and Jesus is heading to the grave. So he makes this statement. But Jesus answered them saying, The hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Most surely I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls 
into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain or much fruit. He who loves his life will lose it. What is he saying there? He who loves this life in this world, ultimately you're going to lose this life. And he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. He's saying you cannot love the things of this world and have eternal life. You have to be the person that dies to yourself as the grain of wheat falls. If it just falls, it does no good. But it's got to go into the ground and die to itself. The word there in verse 24, the Greek word for fall, means to descend from a high place to a lower place. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody just got their, if that's your number to go to glory, you're free to go. Don't stay here. Thank you, Father. But the Greek word means to fall there, to the ground, means to, from a higher place to a lower place. So he's saying this grain of wheat has to descend. It has to fall from what it thinks it should be at that point in the life. Because if it does not fall, if it does not descend and become low and in the ground, it can never produce what it was designed to produce. So until you do that in your life, that is salvation. The salvation part and when you come to kneel at an altar is you taking a life that you have for self that is up here and descending your life on an altar and sacrificing it and putting it in the ground so it can bring forth fruits. Not nothing. Not nothing. Your life is supposed to be bringing forth things for his glory, for him. You have to die to self. 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 2 says, But understand this, that in the last days there will come times of difficulty. For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, advisive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy. Does that, does that ring, is any of that ringing a bell? You know how it all starts, though? The ungratefulness, the disobedient, the proud, the, the, all that. It says it starts off with this. We'll be lovers of self. We become so self-centered that we don't care about what God thinks. We don't care about what mama and daddy thinks. We don't care about what anybody thinks but self. And self just brings on a prideful attitude that I don't have to listen. I don't have to do. As long as self is happy, as long as self is doing what self wants to do, then everything is going to be okay. No, that is a lie. Because the grain of wheat has to die to itself. If you do not die to yourself, you become proud. You become a lover of yourself. Social media is the prime example of lovers of self. And what it does is put off a false sense of identity, 
false sense of security, false sense of a life that the young kids look at, these bloggers and all this, oh, I want to live their life. I want to do what they want. And since they can't hold to that standard of what they're seeing, then what do they do? They wind up looking at this stuff. I don't fit. I can't do this. I don't fit in. They wind up committing suicide because they have no self-worth. And what they don't realize is all these people on social media are, are recording hundreds and thousands of hours to get 30 minutes of a clip that looks like what you want it to look like. It's a lie. It's a lie. Their life does not look like that. I can guarantee it. And we get caught up in it. And the younger generation get caught up in it. Well, let's, let's go and look what so-and-so has to say. Let's go and look what, what they've done. Let's go. And then, then when you cannot live to that expectation or it don't happen to you, then you all of a sudden go into a, a life of despair. And because I can't be that person, you wasn't designed to be that person. But until you realize that yourself, you have to die to self and to get the purpose of what God wants to your life, then you'll constantly look at other places. 2 Timothy, in the last days, times of difficulty for people will be lovers of self. Lovers of self. We're so much like that nowadays. And when they wrote this, when all this is wrote, wrote for by Paul to the church, most of this is written to the church, not to the world, not to the people outside, but it was wrote the letters to the churches. And he's saying, so in the last days, in the church, people will be lovers of their self. They'll only think about their selves. They'll only do things for their selves. Because it's all about you. You can tell that because everybody in here, most of everybody has social media pages. And what's that page about? All about you. You only want the people to see the good side of you, the good side of your picture, the good side. Get it this way, get it that way because you want yourself to be out there in the best way that it can be. Got to say amen. 90% of the people who come here this morning, but when you pulled onto the parking lot, you were thinking about yourself. Because if you wasn't thinking about yourself, the first thing you would have done was parked in the field to let somebody else have your parking spot, the better ones. Hmm. You come in the door thinking about yourself. Because if some of you wasn't greeted with a person or a handshake, then your feelings got hurt because you didn't greet me or say hi to me or shake my hand. I'm thinking about myself. Some of you came in this morning knowing I'm going to sit here because this is my pew. It's, it's your pew. It is. But it's selfish. Some of you come here this morning saying, I hope Philip sings the song I need to hear for myself. Some of you come in here this morning and say, I hope pastor speaks a word to me. All that is selfishness. All that is for yourself. And guess what? You'll never be happy because I can't fulfill that. Philip can't fulfill that. Nobody can fulfill your selfish wants and selfish needs in your life. Nobody can fulfill that and you will live a miserable life. Oh, it may look good on Snapchat and, and, and Instagram and Facebook, but really inside because you're all about lovers of your own self, my way or no way, you will always be miserable. 
church was not created for yourself. The key to life is to get your eyes off of yourself and to get them on somebody that is better than you and bigger than you. And that's him. That's what this moment is that we come together every Sunday. It's not for you to come in here and say, I hope they sing what I need to hear. I hope he preaches what a word I need to hear. Well, if you come in here with your eyes on yourself, you'll never see him. If you come in here when it's not about you and it's about getting that relationship with him, then guess what? You will. It will be the song you need to hear because you're not worried about it. It's all the revelation of who Jesus Christ is and worship him. You will get something out of the word because the word goes forth and it don't return void. It may fall upon bad ground, good ground, stony ground, selfish ground, and you don't receive it, but it's going forth. Salvation is death to self. You have a seed, and the seed, it has an outer shell on it, which is flesh. And as long as you're wrapped in yourself, your flesh, you will never produce fruit. The definition of a seed is a flower plant's unit of reproduction, capable of developing into another such plant. So if you're dying to self, then what you are reproducing is a seed that went into the ground. Because if you plant a watermelon seed, you know you don't get corn. You produce whatever is planted into that earth. So when you die to self in salvation, then you should start producing the image of Christ. If anything else is coming up from but, but his image, then you have planted the wrong seed and you did not die to self. You're still wrapped up. You'll probably stay under the ground the whole time. I have a, a seed here, and it has an outer shell. The first thing is the seed's got to go in the dirt. Salvation, that's the point where you're sacrificing your selfishness and saying, God, whatever you want in my life, I lay it down. That's the part where you're getting covered with the dirt. But while you're down and you're underneath the dirt, something starts to happen. Show that one picture. The first thing that starts to happen when you get covered up is not a sprout going up. It's a sprout going down. To find more water to find more nutrients, and to build a foundation into the, the roots, to the dirt that you have covered yourself in, which is Him, to find the foundation so that when you do come up, if a storm comes, you won't be blown over. So the first part, the thing is people want to die to self, but the first thing they want to bust out of the ground as themselves. You want to know why? Churches and Christians and marriages and families are in the shape they in. Even though, yes, I got saved, but how did you come up? Did you come up as an image of him or did you come up as self again? 
Because the first thing you did wrong is you didn't go down first. You didn't go down to establish a, a, a water and nutrients that's in the ground. You didn't go down and establish the foundation that you need before you ever come up. Because this, when, once you come up, the storms are going to come. The sun's going to come. All the elements of the world are going to come. So it's important while you're down there and in there is for you to go down first to get the water tap into the water that is there and the foundation of your roots start spreading out to protect you you but we don't want that takes a little bit of time and we don't want to do that we don't want to go down before we go up in ministry we don't want to go down before we go up what you see and what the world sees is 30 minutes of a preacher on a stage they don't see how long he's under the ground every week. And they think, oh, I would love to do that. I would love ministry. It's for anybody who's thinking to go in. I wish they would have thought, taught this. When I went through uh, MIP and stuff, I wish they would have taught this. It's hard. You have to stay down more than you do up. But we want the glorification of the stage and the lights without spending the time that we're underneath the earth. Because if I can tell you, if you're in ministry and plan to go to ministry, if you ain't down longer than you're up, the first thing that comes your way is going to wipe you off. Because your water and your foundation will not be established because ministry is hard. Young people, I'm telling you, ministry is hard. It's you giving yourself away. It's not selfishness. It's just that. You dying to self to minister to other people. It's you dying to yourself throughout the week. That's where you get your nutrients and your foundation. On Sundays and on, on, on Sundays and Wednesday nights, if you're if you're involved in ministry, that's not the time for you to be down. That's the time where you're giving yourself away because you spent time already building your foundation. The first thing you have to do is go down. And then after you get a good root system. And get a good foundation. And how does that happen? Yet you're still, while it's under there, you're still in this. You're still in the flesh. You're still in the cover. But there's a transformation taking place, which is what we call sanctification. Yeah, there's flesh is still there. But the flesh gives away to something that while it's down there. And it breaks loose. And then it starts a trail down to saying the flesh is no good anymore. There's nutrients inside the seed. There is. But the nutrients is only going to get this seed so far. The first, when you get saved, it's only going to get you so far. Unless you die to self and let go, go down first. It's only going to get you so far because you're still in flesh. You're still in the cover. The cover in the flesh has not came off yet. Y'all following me? So as this seed processes and dies and it starts its transition down, then it starts coming up. Go to the next slide, John. Right, when it comes forth, you, you see the little thing that it's sprouting out of. That's, that's the cover. That's the flesh. That's what it's... This 
actually comes up with the stem because it's still getting nutrients from it. And then you can see it right, bef- right below the leaves. It's still hanging on. The flesh is still hanging on, even when you come up and come out. But now you've had two things going for you. You have a root system that is grounded in the foundation, and there's a nutrients that you're getting out of the ground, out of Jesus, which is your foundation. And you've sprouted up. Yeah, there's still self. There's still flesh hanging on. But guess that's on the bottom. The flesh stays low. You go. Ain't nobody hearing me. As it sprouts up in the leaves, the leaves, the fruit, the evidence of what's happening under the ground is what's starting to, to, to come forth. And that's what you're starting to see. The flesh that's still hanging on is underneath that. And then after it becomes and comes out and it gets the foundation and the nutrients and it keeps going forth towards the sun. Then flesh, next picture. Then flesh actually falls off. This will turn loose when your life is now in line with the the foundation and the sun. This will fall off and then you're not dependent upon the flesh and the covering Now you're all depending upon the nutrients, the foundation, and the sun. That's where you get your source. That's where you get your life. That's what you're growing into. That's what you're stretching forth. That's what you're doing every day. God, can I increase that you may decrease? Lord, let my life, is it going up to you? Am I reaching for the sun? I don't look like what I used to look like because I'm not wrapped in flesh. I'm not wrapped in self anymore. I've come forth to produce fruits. The thing about it is, is I passed out a, a, a grain of rice that's small. Y'all seen how small it was? A little bit of self. Just a little bit of self will keep you from producing the fruit that God has designed in your life. That grain of of wheat, as long as it's not planted, as long as it don't go under and die to self, that little bit keeps it from becoming a plant of a, a barley of, of thousands of grains of weaves on it. A little bit of self, just a little bit, stops you from being what God designed you to be. We cannot be selfish. We have to die to self so that we can produce the much fruit that Jesus is talking about here. In Ephesians Chapter 4, verse 17 says, This I say therefore and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of the heart, who being past, who being past feeling have given themselves over the lewdness to works of all uncleanness with greediness. But you have not so learned Christ. 
He's saying you shouldn't be giving your way to all these things. And the reason you're doing it is because you haven't learned Christ. You haven't learned how to die to self. Because that's what following Christ is. Dying to self, dying to flesh, and to follow Him and who He is in the image of Him. We were created in His image. That means the seed was created to produce Him. That means when it dies, it should produce Him. If your life is not producing Him in the image of Him, you haven't really died to self. But you have not so learned Christ. If indeed you have heard Him and have been taught by Him as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning your former conduct. The old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust. That's what a lot of people plant. Guess what? You sow, you reap what you sow. I give you the scripture for that too if you want it. If you're sowing in the old man and the selfishness, guess what you're going to reap? You're going to reap the deceitfulness and the lust. It's going to grow. It says it right here, the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind that ye put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. That's what you're supposed to, that's what you were created for, the image of Christ. The image of Christ. Verse chapter 5, he starts off, says, Therefore be imitators of God as their children and walk in love. Imitate God. That's what your life is supposed to look like. 2 Timothy 2 and 11 said, It is a faithful saying, for if we have been dead with him, we shall also live with him. We have to die to self. 1 Corinthians 11 and 1 says, Imitate me just as I also imitate Christ. 1 John 2 and 6 says, He who says he abides in him ought also to walk just as he walked. And we can't do that if self is what is manifesting, is what we walk in. We can't walk in what Jesus Christ has designed us to walk in as long as we keep self-fulfilled. It goes on to say in verse Ephesians 4, 25, Therefore put away lying. Uh-oh. Let each one of you speak with truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil. Let him who still no longer, but rather let him labor working with his hands, which is good, that he may have something to give him who has need. Let no corrupt word produce out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom we are sealed of the day to the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, evil speaking put away from you with all malice and be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. And then verse 5, he starts it. Therefore be imitators of God. If you have not died to self, that's the fruit you're going to produce. If you have died to self and let God come forth and your foundation is stable. See, that's the thing. Even, even when you come up 
in the elements of this world. That's the reason it's so important to have the foundation. Because even if you don't receive the rain, your root still gets the water. Even when the wind blows or the sun gets hot, your root still produces what the plant needs to sustain it. That's the reason it is so important before you ever come up that you are for sure who you're dead to. That you are dead to self. And that your foundation and your nutrients is coming from the ground. Because once you break forth, the elements of this world are going to be harsh. They're against you. This world is not for you. Only he is for you. This world is against you. So once you come forth and once you sprout up, you better know where your foundation and the source of everything that you're getting is coming from. And that is the foundation, the root system of, of, of Jesus. That's his water, his word. Because the world won't always produce. But you will produce the fruits of what God has in your life. Philip, if you come. Just think, if we all come in here and we were dead to self, it wasn't about us, it wasn't about the music, it wasn't about the preacher, it wasn't about the greeters, it wasn't about anything, but it was all about him. Just think, if we come in here with an attitude of not even God, he, as, you're, as you are his kid, he says in his word, he knows what you have need of. He's not looking for you to come in and ask for a need. He's looking for you to come in because honestly, don't, don't take this the wrong way. Because a lot of things we pray for are selfish. And if we come in with a heart of not selfishness and worship Him, then whatever he, that you need in your life, that you need that is His will, He will produce that. Jesus, the perfect example, He died to self in the Garden of Gethsemane. What does He pray? Lord, not my will but your will be done. What was he doing? He was dying because he was 100% man. He was still wrapped in the same coating of flesh that you are wrapped in. He still dealt with the same things you dealt with. But the thing that he did was he died to the flesh and said, Lord, not my will be done, but your will be done in my life. And that's the way we have. And, and then whatever that, that, his saying that produced the cross, it produced death. It's not always going to be glorious. Sometimes his will is a road that is lonely and that is hard, full of tears and full of loneliness by yourself praying in a garden even though you ask your friends, would you just pray with me one hour? A death to self don't always lead to what you think it leads to. But as long as it's his will, then come what may. Naked I came into this world. Naked I'll leave this world. But God, I will not curse you. And I will not let myself get in the way of what you want in my life. Because the moment I let a little bit of self in, 
is the moment I step out of his will. Just that moment. What's he say? Deny yourself. Pick up your cross daily and follow me. Every day that you wake up, guess who's waking up with you? Self. Every day you open your eyes, guess who's opening their eyes with you? Self. The flesh. Every morning, guess what you're going to have to do? Die to self. God, it's what you want today. God, it's what you want done in my life today. God, well, how do you want to use me today? If we went out into this world, died to self with our eyes on him, then the fruits would be plentiful. The fruit would be plentiful. Because the whole reason of dying to self is to be like Christ. We should take on the image and the characteristics of Jesus Christ when we come forth out of the ground. If we pray, if you would stand with me, I'm closing. In the Lord's Prayer, when Jesus says, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Guess what? Heaven, heaven's not about you. You're not going to bust on the scenes and tell God how you want it to be. Or what song you want him to sing. Or what, where you want to sit at his throne. It's not about you. And he says that, God, that your earth, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, how is it in heaven? Well, Revelation 5 gives us just a little look into that. Revelations 5 and 11 says, Then I looked. Uh-oh. You weren't looking at yourself. He looked and he heard a voice of many angels around the throne. The living creatures and the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000, and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom, and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth, and such are in the sea and all that are in them, I heard saying, Blessings and honor and glory and power be to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. Then the four living creatures said, Amen. The 24 elders fell down and worshiped him who lives forever and ever. Well, if that's a picture of what heaven is, guess what they're not looking at? Themselves. They're looking at the throne. They're falling down and worshiping because it's not about them. So if his will be done on earth as it is in heaven, then what should it look like in here? Hmm. It shouldn't look like I come in the doors and say, God, I need this from you today. No. He's already got you. Get, he's already got you. But if your need don't line up with the will of God, 
if you die to self, then you're okay. But if we, if the will of heaven is, if, if God says let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, then we should come in here with an attitude of God, it's all about you this morning. I'm dying to self. I'm worshiping you. I'm looking to your throne room. I'm looking to you as king, as savior, as daddy, as father, and I'm praising and I'm worshiping you. I'm saying blessings and honor and glory and power be to him who sits on the throne and the lamb forever and ever. That's what we come in here looking at, not ourselves, but we come in here looking at the throne room of God and being imitators of who he is. So this morning, that's, I mean, self has to die. Self has to die. There's a lot I could say. But if you're friends with this world, and you can do everything self wants to do. But you can't make time and do what God asks you to do. He says it right here in John chapter 12. Again, let me read it one more time before I close. Most surely I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. He who loves his life will lose it, and he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, let him follow me, and where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, my Father will honor him. Where, well, if he says, if anyone serves me, let him follow me. Where did he go right after he said this? To the cross. He died to self. So if you're going to follow him, you're going to have to die to self. Die to self. If you cannot do that, as hard as it may sound, what? Not that, I'll say it right here. He who loves his life will lose it. And he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If you cannot do that, you're going to lose your life. And you're going to spend an eternity in hell. I can't put it no more simpler than that. Because you ain't going to bust in the throne rooms of heaven and it be about you. It ain't, it ain't about you. It's about him. So Lord, we come before you this morning. This is my prayer. This is an altar call. If you need to lay self down, that it produces. How do you know if you died to self? Because you'll produce fruit. It says it. You'll produce the grain. You'll produce love. Love is the main thing. If you love God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and you love your neighbor as yourself, you love. So God, this morning, Jesus, we come before you, God, needing to die to self. God, that we, God, look like you. We act like you, God. God, that the mind that was in Jesus Christ be also in us, Father. Lord, as we put everything but out of our way, God, and ask, Lord, what is your will? Your will be done in our life. 
Lord, your will be done, Lord Jesus. Not mine that I may produce, God, your image, your fruit, God, for your glory that you receive it. Lord, and we thank you, Jesus, Lord. So if there's anybody in here today that needs to die to self, then come put yourself back under. Get your root system back. Get your nutrients back. Get what you need back from the Lord. Let Him be God and Savior in your life. If you're not producing the fruits of Him, you need to die to self again. You need to die. I'm just plain and simple. If you're not producing, if you don't look like Jesus Christ and you're not an imitator of who He is, you need to die to self again and lay it all under the dirt of His salvation. As Philip sings, 